news and sports media. This is the Good NBA Podcast. NBA podcast. I'm your host, Drew Wade, joined as always by my co-host, the ever-magnificent Brendan Swam. How are you doing today? What up, Drew? I'm doing good. I'm doing good today. Um, we're at game three of the NBA Finals, so it's a great time for the good NBA podcast. Uh, good to be back. Absolutely, it is. I'm getting memories of last year recording during the Finals. I gotta say, I enjoyed the Finals last year a little better, the matchup that we had. Um, with the Suns and the Bucks, maybe Man. maybe part of that is just like nostalgia for you know we were just starting this podcast, so it was real new and everything. But also, I just feel like that matchup is much much more enticing than seeing the Warriors here again, and then me being a Sixers fan having watched the Celtics play in finals. What do you think about that? I couldn't agree with you more. I don't know what it is about the Celtics that makes me so turned off by watching <laughs> them play. Um, but they're certainly not one of my favorite teams to watch. And then with this Warriors team, I, I don't know what this pent-up Warriors hate I have is from <laughs> deep down. They're obviously good guys and a good team, great group of players. But something about them, maybe it's the you know built-up animosity from those LeBron years yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. But something about them, I... I don't enjoy watching them either. Or maybe it's Draymond Green and just the way he is. The way he plays. Uh, even though I love Draymond. Out there on the court. Yeah, he's playing a whole different game out there. But yeah. I think that definitely influenced my pick last round of Dallas, mm-hmm. Drew. Yeah. Uh, I picked Dallas in seven. And they just got smoked out there. Weren't even on the competitive level of this yeah, Warriors it, team. It was rough. for. Uh, it, we kind of saw the Dallas team out there getting exposed a little bit as like it's Luca or it's nothing pretty much. I mean, they have had contributors. They had had contributors throughout the playoffs besides Luca, but really it was just if Luca wasn't just incredibly out of this world amazing every single minute of every game, they weren't going to have a chance against the Warriors. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even have Gary Payton out there. Uh, who I think is a really important piece of their team, which we saw it being a big difference between games one and two of this series. And yet they still smoked Dallas. So uh, Dallas, I think they outplayed their potential a little bit. You know, we we should have gotten the Phoenix Golden State series in the Western Conference final. Yeah. Uh, and so it was a nice little upset by Dallas. But either way, we're here now. And yeah, it's 1-1, Drew. After yeah, 1-1. These these games, I want to say the games went pretty differently, but for the most part, I mean, the Warriors were dominating quite well for long stretches of game one. They were up 13 at one point in the third quarter, I'm pretty sure. And then they yep. just, and the Celtics just got hot, specifically Al Horford and um, the guy that they traded for. Yep, Derek White. Derek yep. White, yes, yes. Who has been phenomenal. Yeah, he has. And both of them. Just got Al Horford hit like three threes in a row, and just when when you got that kind of game going, um, especially towards the end of the game, there got hot. It was it was pretty incredible. 
really frustrating for me as someone rooting hard against the Celtics. But um, they won, and Tatum in that game one was awful. and Like, three for 17, oh. and they found a way to win it anyway. What did you take away from that? Man, from that game one, uh, I think the biggest takeaway was uh, that the Warriors can't really um, make mistakes offensively uh, and shoot that poorly in the fourth quarter. Mm. I think they're really, it was really a, a struggle watching um, after, especially how good they were in the first half and all those open looks that Steph was getting, is particularly in the first quarter where he hit six threes. Yeah. And then that Celtics defense kind of clamped up that Celtics are definitely still figuring out their rotations a lot and they have struggled with Derek White they got to make sure they find some lineups with him maybe it's the Horford and Robert Williams you know they have to make a decision kind of with one of them and I would go lean towards Horford especially with how good he was in that game one and the space that he provides you but um man it's kind of both games have been the same game one uh the Celtics score 12 straight on threes in that, you know, fourth quarter. And then in game two, the Warriors did it in the third quarter with Steph Curry hitting that amazing 27-foot three right next to Steve <laughs> Kerr. And then another three from the top. And then Jordan Poole, like, he lives off that crowd in Golden State. So he hit yeah, the first three. And then he came down at the end of the third quarter and hit that half-court shot off the step back, which was incredible. So... Similar games, but they just went two different ways. Although I will say that the Warriors, I feel like, are dominating the series. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they were dominating for long stretches of that game one, and Celtics just got hot right there at the end and won it. But it did feel like the Warriors were the better team, the team more well-equipped to win it all. Um, So we'll see how that goes moving forward. I thought it was interesting. Like I mentioned in game one, Tatum was really awful, 3-17 or so, shooting. And uh, they won that game. And then in game two, he had a much better game. But then other contributors, Al Horford, I think, only had like two points. And then they ended up losing that one. So it's kind of interesting to see that when he was on is when the team didn't do it. Is that is yeah. there anything behind that, you think? Or is that just that just happened to be how those games? Were? I I mean, he was while he was bad shooting the ball in game one, he was a great distributor. Yeah, I mean, he did have saw the stat several. with his. 13 assists was it and it was the most for a finals debut um everyone saw that stat and you know that's a lot of assists for him and we've talked about on this podcast how much better he's been as a passer during this playoffs compared to you know his seasons in the past so uh i mean that makes a big difference you know jason tatum's huge to them i also think jalen brown uh kind of has been underperforming this whole series Mm. yeah i mean Times when they've been the best, times that we Jalen Brown make shot after shot. I feel like he's the one on the team that's most likely to just get a contested mid range to fall. And when he gets them to fall, he's a lot of them. And yeah, uh, he gets everything. But yeah, 17 points and minus 10 plus minus for Jalen Brown in game one. So yeah, although not good, not the worst on the team. Jason Tatum, actually, his plus minus. Do you have a ballpark range guess for what his plus minus was in this game? Oh, in this last one? Mm-hmm. I want to say it's minus 36. 
That is 100% correct. That? So yeah. <laughs> way to go. You already saw that. <laughs> I would not have guessed that, especially knowing that he was their highest scorer by a large margin. These, these are the starters' uh, points that they put up. 28 for Tatum, 2 for Horford, 2 for Robert Williams, 2 for Marcus Smart, 17 for Jalen Brown. So <clears throat> cursed there a little bit with that, the production from the rest of the starters. Um, yeah, on that's almost to, similar to that Miami Heat game. Uh, I think it was game six or whatever. Yeah, mm, yeah. When the Heat pushed it to make it a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the thing about Tatum, he was on the court for that 17-0 run for mm. the Warriors. So a yeah. lot of those are from that run specifically. But hey, if you're on the court, I mean, it's going to count towards a plus-minus. Absolutely. And then flipping over to the Warriors on the other side, another big game for Steph. He put up 29. Uh, plus minus of plus twenty four for, him. and I feel like a, a part of Steph did not game play the fourth quarter. Did not play the fourth quarter. Okay, well this is where me not watching the whole game, uh, doesn't, or comes through a little bit, and I did not know that. But I just feel like it adds to how good quarter. he was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, and I feel like a part of Steph's game that gets overlooked a little bit because obviously he's the greatest three point shooter of all time, one of the best guards to ever play. But I feel like his defense gets overlooked sometimes. I feel like uh, watching him play defense now here and there, I get surprised a little bit because that's not something that some anybody really talks about. Definitely, definitely. I mean, he's matured so much as a defender, and he's always in the right spot. You know, he's mm-hmm. obviously going to get scored on, and we saw that with like some uh, post ups that Tatum got on switches. Uh, but he definitely competed with him when he got. You know, those were tough shots that Tatum was hitting. I know Tatum hit that sidestep three while Curry was guarding him as well. Those are not easy shots um, just because, you know, Tatum makes them look easy off the switch. Yeah. Uh, really impressed by him. Uh, and, you know, when you have him out there with Gary Payton and then uh, Clay Thompson, but honestly, I'd probably prefer uh, Wiggins, Otto Porter, and then Draymond. That's a nasty defensive lineup that they can put out there for some stretches. And so... And then when you combine that with the firepower of Clay and Jordan Poole, especially Jordan Poole just in short spurts, I think that's perfect for this series. And then you can just go on little runs. So, like we both said, Warriors have looked like the more dominant team so far. And that's without even unlocking their their secret weapon, Juan Toscano-Anderson. So, just watch out for when <laughs> he starts to, to catch on a little bit. Um, but, yep. Tied 1-1, Game 3 coming on Wednesday. Um, you're hearing this either on Monday night or Tuesday, so hit us up at nssportsmedia at gmail.com with who you think is going to take Game 3 in Boston there. Um, go over our predictions, because I don't think we did that yet. I, before the series started, I said uh, Golden State in 6. And Brendan, what did you say? I said Boston in 7, and I still feel good about Boston in 7, Drew. Hey, I mean, they took one game on the road already, so um, right, definitely nothing to, to be down about for your prediction. Um, I still feel good about Golden State in six, so I guess we'll see. But yeah, yeah, we will. We will certainly see. I, I like Boston's chances. I, I think there's a couple adjustments they can make, um, particularly well, going with Derek White a lot more. He's by far their best Steph Curry defender. And I know they have the mm. defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart out there, but Derek White gives Steph Curry a lot of problems athletically because he 
is a real gifted athlete, and we've seen him with the shot blocking, and he's quick enough to stay in front of Curry and stay with Curry. Uh, so I think that is going to matter a lot that they play him more and not just those minutes like with Grant Williams coming off the line off that first bench rotation. I think they need to start Derek White in these games and it'll make a huge difference for Boston. Yeah, we'll see if uh, Ime Doko makes that change going forward. But one um, one really well-respected publication that I know of in the middle of the season this year said Ime Doko was the worst coach in the NBA. So <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> if, if he's capable of making those kind of adjustments. Hey, uh, that there were several publications uh, going along those lines, though. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, they had a whole different team at that point, though. So let's not, you know, forget that. How big of a change getting rid of Schroeder and... Um, adding Derek White, losing Josh Richardson, who was playing a lot for them. That was a big difference. And, you know, we didn't even initially really like that move that much, Drew. I don't know if yeah, you remember when yeah, we graded about... the trades. I think I gave him a C, maybe a B. We were talking about uh, they gave up a lot to go get Derek White. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we mentioned, you know, Derek White, Team USA guy, but he hasn't been shooting the ball well this year. And, you know, that's still applies right now he's not shooting the ball tremendously but he's willing to shoot and i think that's a you know important piece to this yeah especially when you know like we talked about the end of game one whenever he and al for al horford pretty much took that game over um so yeah so really what we're saying is it's not Ime Udoka be, not being the worst coach in the world they just got a whole new team and that's why so he could still be the worst coach in the nba and we just yeah, I mean, they didn't even have Theus. I mean, what would they be without? Yeah. Whoa, without that <laughs> ugly face on my TV. <laughs> without Drew's favorite player on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> you know, I, you, you do bring up a good point, though, of how different the team. I totally forgot that Dennis Schroeder or uh, Justin Richardson were on this team to start the year. So that's a... I, I mean, think of how much a difference you are that. with Dennis Schroeder out there getting hunted on every mm-hmm. possession, you know? Just a horrible defender. Dennis Schroeder. Um, and he and he doesn't gel with Tatum or Brown, who both need the ball, uh, even though neither of them seem to dribble well, as we've seen with these turnovers that yeah. the Celtics fed. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, this is a tough one. Do you want the Warriors to win? I know you picked them. Um, I do, because like I said, I hate the Celtics and uh, would would love if they were a lottery team every year. but. Um, I, I, now that I think about it more, I understand where you're coming from, not wanting to see the Warriors win again, especially because, you know, all those years of dominance, they were beating your hometown team. You're from Ohio and you're Braun guy, if I'm not mistaken. So it makes yep. a little more sense that you would have more animosity towards the Warriors than I would. Yeah. And, you know, Draymond is, plays a big part in this. And it's weird because I have a, very love-hate relationship with Draymond. I love listening to uh, his podcast after yeah. their games. I really enjoy that, like, direct insight from a player uh, with the professional experience that he has talking on the mic. I think it's tremendous Absolutely. just listening to him rant and talk about the game for 30 minutes and uh, say what happened. And it's I also find it funny with, you know, the high-energy, um, sometimes even, I would say, borderline ridiculous antics by Draymond 
uh, with players laying on it. You know, he's laying on their legs ex- for extended amounts of time and whatnot, getting into shoving matches, yelling at refs, literally sometimes changing the way officials are officiating the game uh, by yelling at them at times. And so uh, it's such a, you know, drastic difference him on the podcast alone talking and how he is in these games and i find that you know enjoyable uh, i love that yeah that being definitely. said hard to watch in these games sometimes Absolutely. when draymond is just going at it uh, i mean this is a story did you see that uh well it was after the game it was in an interview uh gary payton uh father of gary payton jr who's in these games or gary payton the third i believe actually um, he was, you know, Cedric Maxwell, who is a former Celtic great. He was on those 84 teams. He was talking and he said that the Celtics would have uh, knocked the blank out of Draymond in the 80s if they played. And, Probably. you know, <laughs> I just, you know, I, that's kind of the, the feeling sometimes I feel like a lot of people get watching him play. It's Absolutely. like, why does nobody, you know, make a move at him? Definitely. And I mean, I think that's a pretty common sentiment to enjoy Draymond, the the content creator or Draymond, the, you know, guest appearance on uh, NBA on TNT. I think he's going to do great with that yeah. when his playing career is over and not liking at all, like play style or <laughs> player on the court. So uh, I absolutely that there. And I really like your point about like getting that direct insight from a player like pretty much fresh off the court like everybody was making jokes about him like getting ejected in an earlier round and just going right to the hotel and <laughs> making a podcast yeah. i think that's awesome i hope we see more like direct content creation like that from players uh in the future going oh, forward and i think we will i agree i i definitely think we will i mean we saw lebron tweet the other day uh that he needs to go on a podcast or maybe his own uh, with hey. the emoji that was, you know, pondering, uh, yeah, his yeah. decision. So, yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I know a good podcast for him to get on. So, uh, maybe <laughs> we'll have some of my contacts reach out. And we'll get LeBron here. Yeah, we're kind of busy lately, though. So, you know, we'll see if we I'll, have room I'll, on the I'll, schedule. That's true. That's true. I, if we can work him in, I think I think he could add something to the show for sure. Yeah, um, maybe a five minute segment. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we can't have him dominating the show. No, no LeBron, if you hear about. this, LeBron, if this podcast happens to be the one that blows up and it gets to LeBron James directly, I want you to know right now, as many minutes as you want. Yeah, you just can go to town. You can just host the podcast. We don't even have to talk that much. <laughs> you can do like 90% no. of the talking. Um, yeah, we'll just upload. You know, we, yeah. we can do that. We can get you in a Discord call and you yep. can let your thoughts be known. We've got the we've got the network to get it out there. So if you just want to Craig, talk. <laughs> yeah, Craig. Craig says we got we got the resources for that. Thumbs up from Craig. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, be on the lookout for that for the LeBron James episode of the Good NBA Podcast. Um, I think we have exhausted finals talk. Unless there's anything else you want to add uh, about games one or two, or looking forward. No. I'm- uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to that Wednesday game. We got a lot of time between these games. A lot of time for NHL games, Drew. Which oh, I've been yes. Into lately. Have you really? Or are you trolling? No, I'm so serious. Oh, so awesome. Serious. I mean, are you, are both you of these series play? are horrible yeah. right now. They're both 3-0 series. I was rooting for Edmonton. Uh, a mm. dry sidle 
Leon Dreisaitl, one of my mm. favorite players. I just got into hockey this year, nice. but uh, watching him play has been tremendous. He's been hurt. It's the first time I've ever seen a hockey player basically walking around, just getting offensive touches, uh, really not playing defense. So uh, big shout out to them. They're down 3-0. It's pretty much over. Uh, hey, but yeah. In 2000, 2010, the Flyers were down 3-0 to the Bruins. They ended up winning that series. So anything is possible. Hey, it can happen. It can, it happen, can happen in the NHL. They were down 3-0 sure. in the series, and then in Game 7, they were down 3 to nothing. and they came back and won. So, mm. it's never over. Hey, we saw that with our Preds. Uh, what was it? A couple of years ago. Yeah. And then they went on that run right after that. So, you never know. It is the finals right now, Eastern and Western Conference Finals, and we have two 3-0 series, unfortunately. But yeah, and unfortunately, the in the East we have the Rangers with the 3-0 series lead and one of the Flyers' biggest rivals. So I'm just down bad, like tremendously. <laughs> got the Celtics in the finals. The Rangers are about to go to the Stanley Cup finals. Yeah, but yeah, they they three, definitely three are. Tampa, Tampa looks cooked. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because you know they won the last two, didn't they? Or am I making that up? Yeah, I mean they're always in it. You know, Tampa's one of those teams. You know. Uh, but I'm not going to butcher any uh, of these players' names by talking about them. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea from both of us, I think. Um, Get out while we're ahead on Hockey Talk. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that feels like a good place to, to let the class out for today. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at D underscore Wade 97. Maybe you'll find my, my sports burner account while you're on there. Uh, you know. Uh, you can follow Brendan on Twitter at Brendan Swam. Uh, make sure to follow the TikTok and watch some awesome sports clips that Brendan puts together and uh, gets the most traction out of anything we hear at next season sports media do. So we've, uh, we've got some ideas for the TikTok coming, Drew. Uh, we're we going for a little bit of a rebrand from just the clips account to a little bit more direct content uh, from us ourselves and me and then specifically uh the podcast will be live the moment we start recording in person we're going to start recording on the tiktok so we'll get those direct questions from the tiktokers which you know is going to be a different audience than the people that are listening to us right now uh, yep. so that's going to be interesting to see how that gels yeah and i mean you have over ten thousand followers on there so i imagine that's going to bump our our numbers up pretty significantly if people are tuning we'll, in <laughs> we'll get viewers we definitely will i've seen people uh doing far less talking about basketball with thousands of viewers just sitting there uh tiktok does a great job of like promoting your content to the top as you're live so we'll get viewers so it'll be an interesting new experience for us yeah so definitely be on the lookout for that uh that is remind me of the handle there for tiktok that's ns sports media True. I couldn't remember Absolutely. if we spelled out the whole thing or not. We did. We corrected I we, it. I knew we added the S in there for sports. Media. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that'll do it for today's episode of the Good NBA Podcast. Please, please, please share the podcast. Uh, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Leave us some stars on Spotify if you feel so inclined. We'd really appreciate it. And. Uh, my name is Drew Wade, as always, for my co-host, Brendan Swan. We will see you, Nick. Absolutely. Y'all be easy. <laughs> <laughs>